0: God, we thank you that as we bring our offering of praise and worship to you this morning, that this will be pleasing to you, that this will be a beautiful aroma to you as we send our praises to you. God, we thank you for everything that worship does, all of the things that it does, for the worship that we bring to you, for our praise that we give to you, for the way that it changes the spiritual atmosphere, not just in here, but in our whole community, for the way that it changes us as people, for the way that it gives us a really um, incredible picture of who you are in our life, who you are in our heart, and for the difference that you make to us. God, we love you, we worship you, we honour you. And we give you all the glory today and every day in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to church. Um, Welcome to those mostly online and there's just a few of us here in the building. very special welcome to you. If you can be checking in online while I'm talking to you, so check in using uh, the Church Centre app. Um, you can be saying hi in the chat and make sure you check into the online service. That would be great and really helpful for us. Thank you. Thank um, and if you're on, particularly if you're on YouTube or uh, Facebook, it would be great if you could just say something in the chat so that we know you're watching because we, we love to know who's, who's joining with us. That would be fabulous. Um, while I'm talking to you, also, you can be um, filling in a card that might come up in the in the chat for you as well. So, um, there might be a Connect card, perhaps, or um, I'll be talking about an event that you can sign up for shortly as well. So, if we could maybe pop up um, the Events Connect card, that would be fabulous as well. Um, it is school holidays, so there is no kids' ministry happening either in person or online. Uh, that will recommence On the 10th of October, Um, we don't know what that will look like yet, obviously, but we will keep you informed about that. Youth has finished for term four and will recommence on the 8th of October. And for those of you who aren't part of the youth ministry, I encourage you to jump onto some of the social media stuff that you might see about um, the youth ministry. Pardon? Something's gone wrong, I think. I don't know what's happening. Um, Anyway... I forgot what I was saying now. doesn't matter. All right. So um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about Fast Alpha as well. Um, That's something that we've mentioned a few times so far and uh, it is an event that you can sign up for. It will be starting in two weeks today. Um, So we would love... All of our Sal Baptist Church people to sign up for that. That would be great. Um, and we're going to have a little guest speaker next week telling you why you should. But really, it's an in-house thing. We're not opening this up to our public. This is for our Sal Baptist Church people um, to really get familiar with what Alpha is all about, how the um, what the teaching's like, how good the teaching is, and um, also just why, why you would want to be inviting your friends. So um, watch out for that, starting uh, in two weeks' time, as I said, and we will talk more about that again next week. All right, so um, we've got um, a guest speaker today, but before um, we watch all of our videos, so unfortunately Pastor Brian and Michelle can't be with us in person today, but um, we've got some prayer needs that we've been praying for in our church. So... Um, We have quite a few uh, responses, good uh, results of our prayer. Um, So Rhonda is back home again after her surgery and she's raring to go um, little baby... Blair, that we were praying for a couple of weeks ago, also is home and uh, doing really, really well. Um, Pastor Melba's husband in the Philippines, who we were praying for, is also recovering from his COVID infection. And a few of our other Filipino friends around the area are doing well as well. So they're all great answers to prayer. Um, There are people uh, facing some surgery this week. One person who should be here this morning... Um, and is actually in hospital, so um, I don't have their permission to say, but um, we can be praying for that person. Um, But anyway, just I want to encourage you in your prayers. Uh, We talked a fair bit, or I did talk a bit, bit about prayer in a, in my message last week and um, I've just been really challenged this week in uh, thinking about prayer and waiting on God and um, what we do in that space where where we're just waiting on God and, and like there doesn't seem to be a lot happening and just um, what happens in us as we wait on God even when we're not hearing much back from him. Um, uh, just yeah, I don't know what kind of a week that you've had this week. Uh, some people will have had great weeks, some people will have had not such great weeks. But um, it says this in Isaiah. I'm a little bit stuck in Isaiah at the moment. Um, in Isaiah 40, it says, "Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard?" So I really just encourage you that as you wait on God, as you um, bring your requests and your prayers to him, and then you just wait on him, that that will be true for you as well, that he will renew your strength and that you will rise up on wings like eagles. So let's pray together as a church uh, for our family. God, we thank you so much for the God that you are in our life. God, As we bring our requests and our prayers to you, God, we know that you are already listening to us, that you are inclining your ear, that you're already working on our behalf, that you're moving. God, we thank you for the many uh, responses to uh, requests that you've made over the last few weeks, for the way that you have moved in people's lives, for the way that you have brought healing in so many different ways. And, God, we lift up uh, precious ones to you again this week, for Janine, who is having surgery this week, uh, and for others that we know who are in hospital even right now. God, we, we pray that your healing will come in their bodies, God, that you will use uh, the wisdom of doctors and nurses to bring healing into their bodies. And, God, we just thank you uh, that we can trust you with our precious ones. God, we thank you that as we wait on you, that you will change us, that you will, um, as we do our presence-to-presence prayer, as we just wait in your presence and join our hearts to yours, God, that you will change our heart, uh, that you will renew us, that you will give us new energy, that you will help us uh, in the journey that we're on, that you will never leave us or forsake us, but you walk through all of the things with us. And God, as we get a picture um, of the God that you are, as we wait in your presence, God, we thank you for the change that that will bring in us and in our community. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, it's my pleasure to uh, um, present you to, I don't know, I've lost my words today sorry. I'll introduce uh, Michelle to you. Um, Michelle and Pastor Brian are good friends of our church and um, they're very sad that they can't be with us in person. But um, Door of Hope is still doing incredible ministry. And it just, um, as you listen to Michelle, it just shows that you can't keep good people down. Uh, and even despite the, the global pandemic that stops them doing their normal uh, ministry and mission work that they would be doing, they're still finding ways to reach out to people and to help people. So, watch your screens.
1: Hi everybody it's Michelle from Door of Hope Australia and I'm talking to you from my dining room table which is my home office during lockdown. I hope that we'll be able to come and see you this year but unfortunately the restrictions continued and we still are in lockdown and next year we hope that things will be different and that we will be able to come and see you in person because it's been such a long time. You are greatly appreciated and we really thank you for your prayers and your support during this time. It's difficult being a charity during a pandemic. You can't go, you can't do, you can't do much. But in the midst of it all, we've been able to partner with some different countries where they are doing a lot of good work. The pandemic has caused a lot of problems, but also has a lot of natural disasters. In the Philippines, we helped out after the typhoon hit and we are able to provide food aid and non-food aid with a pastor in Legaspi. In Fiji, we've been helping out. with them. In Sigatoka. there's a lot of resorts around that area, but the resorts are closed because tourists cannot come. So the workers are just put off and they don't have any unemployment benefits like we would here in Australia. So we were putting together some food aid packages for them. We did that twice. We also are partnering with African Action International. They're working in Uganda and in Kenya. In Uganda, they're working with solar power and water sanitation. And in Kenya, they're doing community gardens so that they can grow their own vegetables. Everything became too expensive in the marketplace. They were in lockdown for a long time, so they couldn't work. So now they're growing their own food. They've also gone to phase two, which was poultry. And just today, I'm working with their representative on the third phase, which is putting in um, fencing so that they can protect all the gardens, that they're the food that they're growing. We've been busy, we've been trying our best doing what we can with what we have. And we worked also in South Sudan. There was a flood that came through, so we helped out the Boer community and the sholo community. They were actually helping out their areas Again, it was rescuing people from floodwaters and providing food and non-food aid. So we actually, the last two years, during all these disasters, we've been providing disaster relief where we can. Our name is Door of Hope, which means we want to open a door of hope in times of great trouble. And I've never known trouble like there is in the last two years. Our prayer is that it will improve, that 2022 will be a better year. But we know God is in control and that is our comfort. Once again, I thank you so much for your support. We greatly appreciate you. And I've got a little clip to show you that just shows some of the things and puts together some photos. Sometimes it's easier to see than it is to hear. So thank you and hopefully we'll see you again. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Hopefully um, you will have appreciated that little um, slideshow bringing you up to date with what Door of Hope is doing. Um, and now I'd like to introduce to you Brian Grasby. Um, he's been a longtime friend of our church and has a really encouraging message about how much God loves you. Thanks, Brian.
2: Hi, everyone at Sale Baptist. We are missing absolutely every one of you and we wish we were there this weekend, but we can't be, um, but we will be soon. Let's, let's just keep on praying. Now, I want to um, speak about a few things today, and I really want to encourage you and see you build up and lift it up. And I know Michelle's been telling you about Door of Hope and everything that's happening with Door of Hope, and I'm going to leave that to her, and I'm going to try and encourage everybody down there. Today, the sermon is, um, God Loves You. And I know it gets hard to believe in difficult times like this and with difficult circumstances, but he absolutely loves you no matter what you might think. He really loves you all the time, no matter how you feel, no matter what your circumstances are, um, no matter what you've done, and he, he even loves you when you don't love yourself. So rest assured, today you're going to really see that God does love you. So I'm going to start with the, the famous scripture. Um, John three sixteen, the old King James Version says this for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The New Living Translation puts it like this for this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him would not perish but have eternal life. One of my favourites, the Amplified Bible. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world, that He even gave His one and only begotten Son. So that whosoever believes and trusts in Him as Saviour shall not perish but have eternal life. Now this is god's word word translation. God loved the world this way. He gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not die but have eternal life. Firstly, I want to think you think I want you to think about the quality of the gift. Um, Jesus was God's Son, and he gave him to us. Jesus is the number one thing God has. There is nothing more important than Jesus. He is the most precious thing God has ever possessed. Jesus has been his Father's greatest delight forever. Everything God did, he did through his Son. God gave the very best he had in Jesus just to redeem us to himself. There is no greater thing God could possibly give to us. God gave his best for you. Now that's love. You are so dearly loved and I really want want you to get that in your heart today. God had to appease his own sense of justice and maintain his own integrity. So God could not allow our sins to go unpunished. So he gave his only son to suffer and to die for each and every one of us. God knew what we would do to his son and I find that um, amazing, that he would allow his son to suffer under our hands. You only just need to read Isaiah 53 to see exactly how cruel we were to him and what we did to him. But God gave Jesus so that we too could become his sons and daughters. God loves you way more than you can possibly imagine. John 15:13 says this, No one has greater love, nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life for his friends. God's word reveals God's heart to us. To know God, we must devote ourselves to his word. Now, this is a quote. The word is God, Jesus, in print. Jesus is a word of God in person. I cannot tell you with more force than this, reading the word is more important than breathing. It brings you life and life eternal. It gives you an understanding of how great God's love and commitment to you really is. No matter what is happening in your life, in your body, in your family, with your finances. And the Word gives you an answer and a way through with God for all of those problems and more. The Word brings you closer to God and gives you a true invite into God. I'm going to bring you some scriptures now because I think this is the best way to reinforce God's love to you is actually by using His Word. Jeremiah 29 11 and 14. It's a famous um, passage, but it's so true. It's so real. God really does love you and He does have a plan for you. So here it is, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look to me wholeheartedly, you will find me and I will be found by you, says the Lord. He is giving you not just a future, but a way to get closer. As we press in, God then moves closer to us. Hebrews 5b, I will never fail you and I'll never fail. Abandon you. We've got to get that into our heart. We will fall, we will stumble, things will go wrong. But if we just simply trust God and understand that He's not going to leave us, He won't abandon us, we just have to come back and say, Lord, I am sorry. And He will, He just takes us back into His need and will look after us. Jeremiah 30, 31, 3. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love and with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. What a promise. In one translation, it says, with cords of loving kindness, I've drawn you to myself. He loves you. Get this into your hearts today. I want you to think about the prodigal son. He rejected his father. He took his inheritance. He moved to another country and literally spent all of his father's money on parties and prostitutes. When he hit rock bottom and finally came to his senses, he realised just how good he had it back home with his father. And this is what it says in the book of Luke. 15, 20-24 So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. His father stood every Single day looking to the horizon, waiting for his son to come back. Our God's the same with us. We might do things that are wrong, but I tell you, God never takes his eyes off that horizon. He wants us to return. His love is so deep and his commitment is so great. So if you're sitting there today and you are thinking to yourself, well, how could God love me? Well, I tell you, he loves you. He gave his only son for you. And he wants you, if you're doing the wrong thing, to simply return. Goes on to say, Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. God loves us. He embraced him and kissed him. His son says this, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. His father doesn't even hear that. says, But his father said to his servants, Quick! Bring the finest robe into the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the fatted calf. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. That's how much God loves you. His heart is always towards you and he knew you before the foundation of time and he chose you he chose you you didn't choose him the word says he chose you because of his great love for you paul's prayer for spiritual growth in ephesians three fourteen to 21 it says this when i think of all this i fall to my knees and i pray to the father the creator of everything in heaven and on earth I pray from His glorious unlimited resources that He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So as you get closer to God, your your roots will grow down into His love and keep you strong. We need to understand how much He does love us. And you may... Than we might ask or think the key to being able to trust him is to understand the depth of his love. The key to be able to do great things in God is to understand that he is with you. He's walking with you and he loves you and he is the one that empowers us. He lives within us and that power flows through us by the power of his great name. So we need to understand the depth of that love. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now you may be going through some very difficult times, and we're all going through some difficult times with COVID, with the lockdowns, with everything we're experiencing, with not being able to see families and friends. It is a hard time, it really is. But God is with us. Now you may be able to maybe going through Um, financial problems, or family problems, sin problems, business problems, job problems, and you may be at rock bottom yourself. No matter where you are, God loves you. And like the prodigal son, you need to turn around and you need to run to God. If you've done something wrong, don't run away. Run towards God. Run to Him and learn of His great and wonderful love because it will sustain you during the darkest of times. And not just sustain you, it gives you the answers that will bring you through to much better and brighter days. God will use what you're going through to draw you to himself. The word says that we're not to think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which are to tries as if some strange thing happens. Those times are the times that we can actually use to draw us or to draw ourselves closer to the living God. Use the difficult times to get on your knees. Use the difficult times to worship and to praise Him, no matter how you feel. Forget about your feelings. Understand that God's Word overrides them, that His Word is your truth, that His Word brings you life and life everlasting, that His Word shines a light and brings hope to your path. So allow God to use those difficult times to draw yourself to Him. Romans 8.28, I'm going to read from 28 to 39. And this is a passage that I've always loved. I read it at my mother's funeral, my father's funeral, and I read it occasionally just to really bolster my my understanding of God, who He is, what I might be going through, and how all things do work together for good. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that God causes everything not some things, but everything, to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. If you've accepted Christ into your life, you are called according to God's purposes. And if you walk in your love for God, guess what? His love will shine on you as well. His love will bring you through, and everything that happens, no matter what it looks like, will actually be good for you And good for everything that God intends for your life. Goes on to say. For God knew his people in advance. So he knew you before the foundation of time. And he chose them to become like his son. So his son would be the firstborn amongst many brethren. So he's chosen you. And he's called you. And he's chosen you to be a son. And Jesus himself was a forerunner. For each and every one of us, our example of great things in God. Goes on to say, And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right and a right standing with himself. And having given them a right standing, he gave them his glory. So God has actually blessed us with not just son and daughtership, but with his glory. Verse 31. The heading is this. Nothing can separate us from God's love. 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for you. Nothing can be against you. God overrides everything. He is all-powerful. Everything submits to God and He is for you. Who can ever be against us? It says, since He did not spare even His own Son but gave him up for, for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honour of God's right hand pleading for us, the Word tells me that you and I are now seated with Christ in heavenly places, so we are at the right hand of God right now now God's not going to let anyone sit at his right hand, only those that he loves. His great archangels, the seraphim, um, all of he- the heavenly hosts do not sit at God's right hand. Jesus does, and you and I do. that's God's love that's how great and how wonderful God's love is. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we're in trouble, or calamity, or persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or, ang- or in danger, or threatened with death? That's life. That's what we go through. And depending on what country, and it can be a whole lot worse than Australia, We live in a wonderful place, but we'll all go through difficult things in life. There'll be trials, there'll be tests. But God loves us. Nothing can separate us from that love. It says, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all of these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced, and I want you to be convinced today, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even all the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed. Nothing in all of creation will ever separate us from the love that God has revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loves you. Are you getting it today? We love you. Michelle and I love you. And we we really wish we were there today in person. I wish I was there to be able to pray for you after the service. But my heart's desire is this, that you would find the fullness of God's love. That you would be blessed, that you would be encouraged by the power of that love. That you would understand that before the foundation of the world, He knew you and He loved you and He called you to Himself. Before anything was ever created, Jesus understood what He would have to do to buy you back from sin and hell. And He willingly gave Himself on the cross for you. He loves you. God loves you. They knew what they were getting into when they created the heavens and the earth and every one of us. They knew there would be a price, but they were willing to pay that price because of their great love. I want to finish with this passage, and it's a passage that you'll hear and, 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 and see at weddings and funerals. But I read it the other day just myself again at a funeral I took for my wife's auntie. And it's just so true. It just reflects God's love. This is God. This is how He is and how wonderful He is. 1 Corinthians 13 4 8. Love endures. God endures with us. Love endures with patience and sincerity. Love is kind and it is thoughtful. And it is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive or easily angered. It does not take into account a wronged endured. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices with truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. It believes all things, looking for the best in each one. It hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. It endures all things without weakening. Love never fails and it never fades nor ends up. Now the word says this, that God is love. He loves you and he stands with you. He walks with you. He's in your family. He knows every situation you're going through. He knows every thought. And I want to encourage you today to press into God, to learn about Him, to pray, to worship Him. When things get difficult in my life, the three things that I've learned to do is to read His Word, is to pray and to worship. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Word says, God sets up a standard against him. It also says this, that the name of the Lord is as a strong tower and the righteous, you and I, can run into it and be safe. What I'm trying to get through to you today is you need to get into the Word. You need to know God through His Word. And as you do, you'll find that His Word will strengthen you for every circumstance. So I want to thank you for listening to me today. Once again, I really do wish we were there. And... My prayers are with you. We'll see you soon. Keep praying for us as well. Keep praying for Dora Hope. But God has great things for you. And once again, he will never leave you or forsake you. God bless you, Sale. Hope to see you soon. Bye.
0: Thank you, Brian. What a fabulous message that is, hopefully, uh, that really spoke to your heart this morning. I really think that the knowledge of that kind of love um, gives us a special lightness in our heart that we can uh, share with those around us. So I pray that for you this week. Let's just quickly pray together before we leave. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for that incredible love which Brian just spoke to us about. God, I thank you for the way that, that that love changes us in everything that we say and everything that we do. God, we know that the way that you feel about us is way more important than the way anyone else feels about us. And God, we we just take that real confidence with us into our week this week. God, we thank you uh, for the way that you look at us, for the way that you love us, and that when you look at us, you just see Jesus. God, thank you for that love. Thank you uh, for the way that you minister to us through it and for the way that we can minister to others because of it. In Jesus' name, Amen. See you next week.